Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. He tells us when the Holy Spirit would come and he'd go to heaven, that we would do more work than he ever did. Now, what does that mean? We can't do anything more great than Jesus did, but there's thousands of us and there was only one of Jesus. He could only be in one place at one time. Think where you'll go this week, all the different areas. Many of you will fly different countries, different states, cities, whatever. And Jesus never did that. So we can do all of that. But many, many people have simply settled for a meaningless, mediocre so-called Christian life. When we listen to stories like this one, we have problems believing what Jesus said. How could we do more than he, the savior of the world, did? He was speaking of the concept of multiplication. The apostles reached way more people than Jesus did simply because there were more of them. They could be in more than one place. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the things in our lives that keep us from being the kind of Christ followers we really want to be and Christ intended us to become. We will then learn how to overcome these obstacles and become more effective witnesses. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with part 3 of his message, Learning from Our Past but living life forward. Let me tell you, kind of give you an idea what that looks like. Satan brings a memory to us. And we say this, I remember 20 years ago, Pastor Mark, how passionate I was after getting saved. Wow, it was amazing. I just shared the Christ everywhere. Uh, What about today? We don't live 20 years ago. Is the passion there? Are you still doing that? How about this one? Pastor Mark, man, when I became a Christian 30 years ago, I just was in that word. I know that word backwards and forwards. I really don't need to be in it anymore because I know it all. Yeah, right. How about for a church? It is exciting. I was teaching the pastors in the school of ministry yesterday afternoon. And they asked me, kind of give me your history of how you came here and been a pastor from pharmacy and from Michigan. I'll give them a little short story. I was looking over the last 25 years, thinking what God has done in our lives and the conversions, the missionaries, the church plants, the campuses we have. It's just amazing, our impact on the community. It's incredible. And it's wonderful to do that. But I want to share with you this morning, God is not the God of the past. He's the God of today. Do you actually think, do you actually think in here, when we look, Pastor Mark, look at the buildings we got, look at the thousands of people we got. Everything is just amazing, isn't it? Yeah, except outside this door, there's hundreds of thousands of people in Brevard County that have no clue about Jesus. You think we're done? No, we're on an unfinished task. 
And two billion people in the world don't even know, never heard the name Jesus once. That's why Linda and I were in Ukraine as part of our vacation. Teaching. We're one of our couples in their family, pastor a church in Ukraine. And then we went on vacation, had a lot of fun together. We needed to rest. But resting is only for a period. We rest so we can do what? Go forward. Go forward. So remember, the danger of looking at, for us, that's a huge danger. Here's what I want you to write down. I want everybody to think about this. Quit talking about your relationship with God in the past tense. Man, he used to be great. It was wonderful. It was incredible. I remember, Pastor Mark, when our church was over in this little building over here, and we couldn't put the people in it, and you had to do four services on a weekend. Yeah, I remember that too. But that's not where we're at anymore. We're here. And by the way, the world has changed drastically outside. It's so divided. People don't come to church like they used to come to church. Now people come to church basically every three to four weeks. All through the United States. Why? Stagnant. Too many things on the outside. Kids with all this stuff. Work with all this stuff. No, wrong focus. Wrong focus. So that's a challenge for us. Thank you for being here this morning. We're learning how to grow spiritually from Paul. You understand that Paul says in Ephesians... Let me read it to you. Now, all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we can ask or think. You know, when I follow Jesus, I have an unlimited opportunities. He tells us when the Holy Spirit would come and he'd go to heaven that we would do more work than he ever did. Now, what does that mean? We can't do anything more great than Jesus did, but there's thousands of us and there was only one of Jesus. He could only be in one place at one time. Think where you'll go this week, all the different areas. Many of you will find different countries, different states, cities, whatever. And Jesus never did that. So we can do all of that. But many, many people have simply settled for a meaningless, mediocre, so-called Christian life. But Paul says, number one, you got to forget your past, even the successes, unless they drive you forward. Number two. Write it down. This is where it gets very personal. And Jesus says, forget our past sins, failures, guilt, shame, and regrets. Who brings that suitcase of those things to us? Is it God bringing it to us? No, it's Satan. And he brings us, you'll see in a moment, through our minds. Through our minds. And Paul says, not only do I have to forget those great things because I'll become stagnant, just sit around, do nothing, mediocre, and I'll become so prideful. The yellow suitcase represents sins, failures, guilt, shame, regrets. What's the biggest regret of your life? That list that I just gave you, all of us have them. We have a past with all of those things, myself included. Everybody does. Unbelievers do. I had a lady walk up to me last night at the end of the service, and she just said this, many other things. She said, Pastor Mark, that was for me. I'm free now. She said, my biggest regret was that I had an abortion many, many years ago. 
Well, who would bring that back to her mind after she's already asked Jesus to forgive her? He'll just roll it right into your mind. Take a look at what you did. Take a look at that, what's worth there. That's exactly what he wants to do. So when we think of this list, I'm not pointing out individuals. We're all in there. We all have that suitcase, every single one of us. Or it may not be an abortion, but we have plenty of sins and regrets and shame and guilt and, of course, failures. We'd love to be able to take that clock and go, woo, let's go back. We'd love to do it over again. Life isn't like that. There are no do-overs. In this room, we've all opened our mouths and the words came up. What an idiot am I? And I try to get them and put them back to my mouth. It's too late. They're gone. Greg Laurie says something. I love his statement. Don't take it wrong. Greg Laurie says this. Sin makes all of us stupid. Can I hear a silent amen? No, you're going to say amen. Come on. Amen. How many remember stupid things? Stupid is as stupid does. Yeah. And who causes that? Satan. He brings it right there. And what do we do? Well, we go there again. That's foolish. It's just foolish. But he knows how to bring it. It's in our mind. Now, remember as you're going through this, let me give you some illustrations. Shame. These could come from any of us. I'm ashamed, Pastor Mark, to tell people that we lost our home because of bad financial decisions. We never consulted God. And with that shame, I wanted to say this to you. Don't ever be ashamed to get free of debt by going to the Dave Ramsey course that we're doing. Never be ashamed because at the end, You'll learn principles that will change your life forever. Don't ever be ashamed. And I tell people when they accept Christ, don't be ashamed to come and shake my hand. If you're ashamed of Jesus Christ in this wonderful place of friends, you'll be useless outside. But see, guilt. I wish, Pastor Mark, I knew the Bible better after being a Christ follower all these years. Failure. I wish there could have been a better father, a better mother, but I failed. The kids are 19. Let's go back. You can't go back, but you can go from here forward. Next, regrets. All of us have them. I have ruined our marriage because of my affair. Will God still forgive me? See, these are not easy things. And last, sin. I wish I'd obeyed the Bible and not done blank. You fill in the blank. Many of our young people, I wish I wouldn't have gone to college, gotten drunk, and lost my virginity. You can't go back. None of us can go back. But I have good news for you from God. Look at this next statement. All of us have failed, but we are not failures. 
You say, Pastor Mark, well, why is that? Because of God's grace and mercy. Otherwise, we're all failures. But God forgives us. And we learn that from the scriptures over and over and over again. Now, remember, many people continue to be chained by their past sins. What's in that suitcase? Failures, guilt, regret, shame. And when Satan brings it to them, it's in the mind. They begin to think, wow, if only. And when you say, if only, you're not laughing. You're crying. Because you did something you knew was wrong, but you did it anyway. If only. If only doesn't solve anything. It's in the past. The only thing that can happen to that, it can be forgiven now. And then we go forward. Now, as I go through that, you need to understand what Paul's trying to think. He knew the battle was in our mind. He always brings that suitcase, Satan, right to us, and we start thinking about it. He brings up to our minds, even as I said today, regrets, sins, things you wish you wouldn't have said, boom, it pops right into your mind, all over this place. For every one of us, myself included. And there's one goal that Satan has. I want you to write this down. Why does Satan do this? Here it is. Satan loves to condemn people because of their past. Oh, he's not bringing that to you to make it a nice time. He wants to condemn you. You did what? Yeah, I remember. I'm the one that tempted you and you gave in. You'll never be forgiven of that. You'll never be enough like Jesus Christ. Forget it. You're condemned. You've sinned. You have no hope with God. I want to remind you this morning, those words from Satan are lies from the pit of hell. But many people believe them. And they live condemned. But I want to say to you this morning, God knew what Satan would do. Does this sound familiar to you? Maybe you've asked God to forgive you something you did years before. And you've asked many times since. But every time it comes to your mind, you say something like this, God, I'm so sorry, forgive me. I didn't mean to do that. You still feel guilt and condemned and defeated. Here's the reason. You feel guilty. Can you write this down this morning? A Christ follower cannot live by feelings, but by the truth of God's word. If you live by feelings, your life will be a roller coaster always going down. You can't live by feelings. Well, Pastor Mark, what do you mean? Well, you need to live by truth. Look at this word. Paul wrote it. So now, when? Hello? When is now? Is now. It's not tomorrow. It's not in the past. It's what? It's now. Good. So now there is no condemnation. There's 10% condemnation for you really bad people. No, there is how much? Tell me. No condemnation for those who belong to Jesus Christ. Now, let me just stop for a moment. If you're a sinner, you never accepted Christ. 
You live condemned already. Before we came to Christ, we were condemned because of our sins, myself included. This is only for Christians. For the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you through Christ Jesus from the power of sin that leads to death. Can I hear an amen? Amen. So when he comes and say, you're condemned, you're no good. What do you say to Satan? Get out of my mind. Give him the verse. Read it to him. I'm no longer condemned. Praise God. I'm a child of God. I've been forgiven. I've been forgiven. I've been forgiven. Old things are passed away. All things became new. Hallelujah. Pastor Mark, does that mean I'm perfect in the future? Give me a break. We already did this thing, didn't we? Of course not. But if I confess my sins, he's faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Now, when Jesus Christ forgives you, does he forgive you? And Satan will say, well, you weren't forgiven. God couldn't forgive that. What's wrong with you? We never go there. You can't go there. The battle is in the mind. Now, as we watch that, Lou Giglio said this. Continuing to beat ourselves up over our failures does not honor Christ, who has already been beaten for them. That's powerful. On the cross, he took all our sins. He absolutely promises us forgiveness. God designed every Christ follower to live a life free from condemnation. To live in freedom, I have to renew my mind with the word of God. I can't go by feelings. I have to go back to the truth of God. If I'm going to really get to know Christ and be like him, I have to accomplish all all that God has for me. So how do I do that? What is Paul saying? Here's the key. Write it down. Simple key must be practiced every day. We can only follow Christ today by letting go of our past. You can't go forward and bring the past with you. Now, when, when you think about that, it's very interesting. It makes a lot of sense to. If I'm going to live freedom, I have to let go of the past. Can you see this? You're a Christian and you're living in the past. And you take your kid to a sports field and he's playing soccer. You get out of the car and you bring these. And you just set them right next to you. Go, block that go over there. And you get up and you walk out with these at the end back to the car. And the coach says to your son, what is that all about? Oh, that's my dad's past. You don't have a job. You fill out the paperwork. You get an interview. And you go in, and the boss is there, and he's going to interview you. (laughs) What is that? Oh, that's my baggage from the past. (laughs) You going to get that job? Hello? You're single. We don't want to even go there, do we? You're single and you have a date and the table's ready. And you walk in and this luscious looking young lady is waiting for you. You're going to have to find another dating site because that baby's gone. Now I did that to make fun. You'll never be free. And that you let this in the past. Never. Never. 
Now, when you think of all that that's happening to us, two quick things. Peter had to let go of his past. Remember, one day, Peter denied Jesus three times. Remember who the one that bragged? Peter had thought he was amazing. He said to Jesus, well, these other disciples, they'll give up on you. Not me. That was in his past, pride. Mm -hmm. And then when he failed God, Jesus, right after the resurrection, Jesus met Peter on the Sea of Galilee. And he said to Peter, take the bag, take that bag of sin, get rid of it. I've forgiven you. You're new. Go and feed my sheep. Paul. And that's exactly what Peter did. Paul, who wrote this whole chapter to us, did he have anything in the past? Well, earlier in Philippians, Paul had the blue suitcase. He said this, I'm the best Jew ever alive because I've kept everything perfectly. Then he went, well, really, I give it all to follow Jesus Christ. Well, did he have any sin and regrets, Paul? Yeah, Paul killed Christians before he knew that Christ was real. How often do you think Satan brought that back to his mind? I believe he's writing this as he's sitting in the prison. He's thinking, what is wrong with me? God's forgiven me of that. Why does it keep coming back? That's because Satan loves to condemn us. Remember, he says, I'm focusing, I'm going forward. Because Paul let his past be in the past. Same for you and same for me. Those suitcases are gone. Jesus would say it like this one day. No one puts his hand to the plow. Going forward, planting a seed and looking backward. Because the seed path will be like this. Useless. You see, the whole key is going forward and leaving the past in the past. I want us to read this together. One, two, three, go. God says, I am never to allow my past to control my future. Come on, come on. I am never, I am never to allow my past to control my future because I can't go forward. I'll never grow spiritually. I'll never accomplish what God wants. And that's exactly what Satan wants. If we don't live in the past, I can go forward. We leave it behind. I'm going to show you how, two keys, to go forward now that I've left it behind. Today, Pastor Mark reminded us of the need to put the past behind us and what exactly that means. He learned that although we can't forget what happened to us or what we accomplished in the past, we can, through God, diminish its power or hold over us. Then we can move forward into all of God's plans for our lives as well as the blessings that God has for us. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. 
feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. This wraps up part one of learning from our past, but living life forward. Pastor Mark will have more to say on this topic next time. This teaching was a good opportunity to hear that our struggles aren't unique. Even the Apostle Paul had them too, and that the solution he found then is the same one available to us today. Let us avail ourselves of God's help. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.